What is going on, guys? And welcome back to the Physique Factory podcast. And today we're going to talk about dieting, people giving up, how long people dieting for, and why it's important to see it out. It depends on what your goals is like goals are at the end of the day, doesn't it? So how much you want it, why are you doing it, and so on. So what uh, what have you found with clients in the past that you work with in um, starting in January, especially the type of client as well? Yeah, well, yeah, sometimes January can be a bit of a hit or a miss sort of thing. Like, don't get me wrong, I've had loads of clients that have started in January and they've gone on to absolutely smash it. But you do get those people with the, with the January mindset sort of thing. And there's, there's not wrong with that kind of mindset. But I think we're getting to the stage, like, maybe not right now today when we're recording this, but by the time I put this out and we're, by the time we actually post this up, you'll be getting to the stage where folk are starting to give up and starting to, like, you know, drop off a little bit. Not even from just coaching, just people who are doing it by themselves. And I think the number one reason, in my experience, having, like, just speaking to people and clients and things like that, it's got to be the expectations of results. It's like, they're just not seeing it happening quick enough. Would you agree with that? Yeah, 100%. I mean, if they're not seeing the changes, then that's the motivation to carry it on, isn't it? So if they're not seeing that, they're just going to think, fuck it, I can't be asked." But it depends, like, what they're actually doing, how much work are they putting in? It's like, they don't know what they're doing with the food, the nutrition, the training. If it's inconsistent from the beginning, then there's no way. They might be think they're doing something, like, correctly, but if they're not being precise with the foods, if they're not, like, weighing the amounts, I'm not saying, like, yeah, you have to weigh your food like all the time or anything like that but if you're not sure with what you're actually eating your your intake and you're actually eating on a surplus or like maintenance then you're definitely not going to drop any weight so from the beginning you need to know what you are doing especially in terms of like weight loss and then how much you're moving what your output is etc so i mean you need to get that like nailed from the beginning and then you should see like some progress but and then People just think, oh, well, maybe if I have like the odd off plan meal there or the odd cheat there, and it all adds up, and they're having like about seven or eight things off plan each week, and they're only like tiny things saying, oh, I've had this little snack, or I'll have this like cake with a coffee, we won't matter. And then at the end of the week, they're not dropped any weight. They think, fucking, I was like, I can't be asked this dieting business. And then they go back to eating shit. There's something actually, you were asking, obviously, before we came on how Elevate's going, the, the, the kind of group program that I launched there. And there's been a lot of people in that that are like, oh, my weight hasn't dropped yet. And I've made a point this week. Um, so we do like a, a group call on it every week. And on this week's group call, um, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about scale weight. We're talking about scales. So, um, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily, I, I, suppose, I suppose this whole thing of like someone starting a diet and they're starting with all that like motivation at the beginning of the year. And the reason that they go from being this motivated person to then all of a sudden dropping off is it starts from the expectations. It starts from, you know, you know, some people are expecting to put in minimal effort and get maximum results. Or even if you put in maximum effort, you're not going to see appreciable results for I would say at least 12 weeks. Um you can you can see it in less time than that, but on a it depends how harsh you are, obviously. There's a lot of a lot of like things that go into it. But you know, if um if you're going at a normal kind of pace, I'd say I'd say 12 weeks bare minimum. But People then expect to see these expectations. They expect to see something happen quick. And then it just takes something like, oh, well, I don't see any difference in the mirror. I don't see anything changing on the scales. And then it's like something like that, like cake with a coffee sort of thing, for example, you know, something stupid like that, pints with a lad sort of thing, whatever it is, just takes that and you're like, oh, fuck it. I'm not making any progress anyway. And then that's just a, starts a snowball effect of negative things because like obviously going out for a few pints or you know having a cake or whatever it's not going to completely ruin any progress that you've made but 
it's it's just the snowball effect. It's like the knock on effect of ah fuck it, right in the fuck it mode. Like fuck it, I'm I'm not getting anywhere anyway. So what's the point? So I would say like it is that kind of almost like knock on effect more than anything, isn't it? And then yeah, then then it can come back to say they're working with a coach and say because they've not been like consistent or stuck to the plan since the beginning or set those expectations or whatever. And then they've got to a certain point thinking, oh, that coach hasn't really done it, done anything for me. Is yeah, I didn't really rate the uh, the process, but they've not done like one thing. They've not communicated with the coach. They've not stuck to the plan that's been set out. They've not say they've been any issues with the plan or they wanted to chop and change things. They've not said anything. They've just carried on fucking just doing shit and then checking in each week, giving literally no feedback or information how the week's gone. And then that's what type of well, I don't know. That's what mainly half the clients in January that you pick up, that's what it's like. And they just expect just because they're paying someone, they're going to get results, but they don't understand that they actually need to put some work in themselves to yeah. do it. And it's because coming back to that communication thing where people, I don't have a clue, like some some clients who I've worked with in the past, they've not messaged me back. I've messaged them. So if they've not checked in, I messaged them. And then others have been issues, I've been following up with them, you know, each each day or whatever, sending them messages and was like, what's going on? This guy is not even like messaging me back. I have no idea. And then obviously the lead said, oh, this coaching, uh, it's not really for me. He was like, fucking hell, well, you've been an absolute terrible client. You put zero work in, then obviously it's not going to be for you. You need to put some work in, like talk to me. What can yeah. we work on? Yeah, that's it. Like, I, I think some people are willing to put in the work as I suppose is long and short of it but then like you say it's it's expectations from both sides as a coach you kind of need to explain like I, I'd try and be clear from the start like in terms of because you, you can't really say look James you want to get shredded I think it'll take you this long but you kind of can too you know what I mean like so yeah. you I, know how long it's going to take someone don't you if you set out a plan thinking right if we do everything like immaculately then we're going to like achieve this result by this time or whatever but it's Obviously, most people you work with, especially in the general population, it won't be like precise or immaculate. So you're planning an extra couple of weeks, like a month or so, to make sure that you're accounting for that and you know you're gonna like achieve that result by that certain amount of time. Yeah. But it's again, it's that fucking consistency thing with some people. I am um, I just set up a client this morning actually, and it was quite a nice wee scenario because like now that I'm running the gym, she was in the gym at the time and I was like, This is convenient. I'm doing your setup right now. So like rather than doing like an onboarding video or whatever, I actually just talk to her and then I could ask her questions while she was there it's quite cool but like that's what I've done for her so in terms of the timeline I'm like right this is where you want to get to she said she wants to get as shredded as possible and I was like I don't know exactly how long this will take you because I have no idea what's going to come up how well you'll stick to the plan and things like that but here's kind of almost a worst case scenario like obviously you're not going to be stupid about it but like if things went slowly here's probably how long it would take so that you're actually you know under promising and then hopefully over delivering. But it, it's an awkward thing coaching because like you say, like some people will like bad mouth coaches. And I've I've had it a lot in the past where I'll do consultation calls with people and they're like, Oh, I was with so and so, but you know, he was rubbish and that, and it's so was so and so and so was so and so. And I'm like, hmm, there's there's a feed. Yeah. That's a flag in itself. But um, as you say, like it's you're relying on them to do the work, and it's like I don't know if there's many other things where like many other kind of services like this where you're really relying on someone else to put in the work it's uh it's one of those things where you you as a client will get in what you put out um sorry get out what you put in <laughs> i can't even yeah. say that right but you know you you put in 100 percent. you'll get you'll get more you'll get a better return to be honest you know pay dividends so um yeah. but yeah like even people that are dieting themselves like without a coach it's it's the same thing not seeing the results but sometimes people 
just aren't measuring the results. You know what I mean? So like if you're only looking at weigh-ins, for example, well, that only tells you a little bit of the story. If you're only doing measurements, it only tells you a bit of the story. You're only doing pictures, you're only doing a bit of the story. You kind of need to do everything, don't you? Yeah, weight's not everything. I mean, like, to be fair, there's some people who only track the weight, like, once a week. I'm like, right, you need to track this, like, two, three times a week just to see that moving average because weight can, like, differ from day to day based on loads of things. And that's why you use an app called Happy Scale. I don't know if you used it. I use it with Josh as well. Yeah, that's where Happy Scale. It's got a Happy Scale. Yeah, it's on an iPhone. So, um, I don't, have you got an iPhone? Yeah, I have now. I've, I've transferred. Well, no. I regret it. They're fucking shit. Not the mint. Um, once you get used to them, they're good. But yeah, that, that app it has like a moving average. So when you, I was using it every day throughout prep. Happy skill. Yeah, you can see that moving average. So that was the main, the main, well, that was the most important number that was going off of the weight. And I've got my clients doing that now. Do you not do that in our sheets? Um, Roughly, it gives you a weekly average, but the moving average, it changes a lot. Right, okay. Yeah, that's something I'm going to have to look at. Plus, it's I... easy for the client to put in. I've not actually weighed myself in ages, you know that. Like, I, this is a shit excuse, but since, um, like, not even opening the gym, probably since the beginning of December, I just stopped weighing myself. I stopped, like, I was tracking calories roughly as well, but now I just eat and fucking train. <laughs> I'm, I'm roughly the same body composition, but, like, I'm not a great example right now. I'm not a great example. But I think, you know, I've been doing this fucking 10 years. I've been training at least, maybe longer. That's bad. But anyway, I've definitely been doing it longer. I was training in 2013, actually. So that's 11 years at least. Fuck. Um, and uh, when you've been doing it as long as us, you can not get away with that more. But, well, you can't get away with it more. But like you just, you've got a better idea. You've got a better idea of eyeballing things and things like that. But it can still be inaccurate, can't it? It's so fucking easy yeah. to like let things slip a little bit, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, like being asked to or not, it depends like what you're trying to achieve at the moment. Obviously, you're not getting on stage anytime soon, are you? But no, no that's same, same for myself. Um, I mean, I only like check in once a week with Josh. And to be fair, I used to like weigh myself every day to get a bit of a moving average after prep. And after a month, I was like, you know what? I just can't be fucking asked to weigh myself every day. Yeah, yeah. My problem is it's cold. And I'm like, I just want to put clothes on as soon as possible once I get up. Yeah. Um, I get up, jump in the shower, and I, there's no excuse because I'm in there and I'm in, and I'm fucking butt naked. I could be standing on the scales, but still, fuck it. But um, I find as well, see, when I'm doing like, uh, I like bulk sort of thing, a gaining phase. If, I don't know if you're allowed to call it bulk nowadays. It's like, that's like being cancelled. Oh, you can't, you can't use that word. Yeah, <laughs> don't want to get too fat. But um, like, I think when I've dieted down, I've been lean and I then go into a gaining phase. I think I get almost like a little bit, not attached to it, but I'm like, I don't want to gain too much fat, you know? And then if I'm weighing myself and if I'm tracking my calories and that, I think I'll actually hold back a little bit. Whereas when I'm yeah. not, I'll not hold back the same. I'll, I'm not doing anything stupid either, but like I will just eat a little bit more without really consciously even realizing. So, um, it actually, I think it'll work better for me. Just obviously, you don't want to get too fat when you're gaining, but again, no one, no one that's like really that big is ever fucking like they've all been through it, haven't they? Like anyone yeah. that's big's been through a phase of being quite tubby really so you need to put on a little bit of body fat well, you are going to put on a little bit of body fat in the off season it's just inevitable we they say about these main gaining phases which they have a place um especially for people who want to say really really lean year round and it depends on their situation but for um majority of people definitely get into an off season and grow because that's where you're going to you need the food don't you to grow yeah you definitely do. Um, but I, I'm actually going to stag do in Benidorm um, 
at the beginning of March. So I'm like, fuck, should I tidy things up a wee bit? But the, the, this is where, like, although it's not the same as like a, a dieting phase, it's it's kind of where you get sidetracked a little bit because when you think about it, I stopped dieting must have been like August or September really. Um, so that's like what one, two, three, four, five months. It's all right amount of time, but it's not a great amount of time, really. Like you, you've got to dedicate time to like a, a bulking phase, to, like build muscle. It takes fucking longer. Um, so like to diet down again soon and do a lot of dieting would be kind of pointless, unless it was just like three, four week tidy up phase, which we'll see. But it's it's taken away from that that goal, really, isn't it? It's slowing you down, and if you don't need to do it, if there's no need to pull back, then it is just taken away from it, isn't it? That's it. I mean, I've got it all planned out for myself because I go away in July this year. So plan is to push up until like April, like yeah. do like a holding maintenance phase in April. And then I've got uh, May, June to get pretty much shredded. Well, not shredded, but lean. Um, I just realized something, by the way. The the guy who stagged it is doesn't know where we're going. So I really hope he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> oh, shit. Fuck you, Mel. You dropped yourself in it there, aren't you? We're not yeah. starting a podcast. <laughs> I don't think um I don't think he listens to this. I don't know. I'll find out now. I'll I'll find out now if he listens to it. I don't know if any like my friends or like family or that listen to it, but I know a lot of clients in that do. So um yeah. But, I'm sorry, you were saying James, I just got a bit distracted there. <laughs> yeah, no, I have now totally lost it. Uh but yeah, we're going I'm to Mexico. Back. Yeah, going to Mexico again in July. So looking forward to that, getting shredded for an eight week little cut, see how lean we can get. And then Are you going over to see Ale Hormo? Well, Homo, that, yeah, that book is so fucking bad. Yeah, it was literally like copy and pasted or photocopied, and it was all sentences were repeating itself in it. So, but yeah, I've been done over by it. It was a pretty fake. Yeah, I was like, I bought a fake off Amazon. I was like, what the actual? Fuck? But yeah, so, um, uh, like, go back to what we were originally talking about because we went from people dieting to people to bulking sort of thing there. But um, like, so your clients, for example, that stay the duration if you if you may if they they don't get distracted don't they don't be like ah fuck it uh, you know the whole january effect where they give it a good few weeks and then just give up what's the difference there what what's going on with them and why like you know if someone's listening to this and they've just started their own diet why are your clients staying on track it's whereas the, they're not why though they've got the goal the, you know, the most important thing is to plan it out saying what do they want and why do they want it and then what do they want what what's the time frame when do they want it by so once we've lost in a time frame and then sitting there, right, they're going away on a holiday, then that's a why. They don't want to be a fat cunt on a holiday, do they? So they want to, that's enough That's enough why. I'm being like, this is yeah. like being honest. So they don't want to be fat when they're on holiday. Um, so that's good enough why in itself. And then you can anchor to that as soon as they start pulling off. So, oh, do you ask some questions to clients? Do you like, you know, this is your goal? Why is this your goal? Do you like, because yeah. my questionnaire, when I ask the question, it's just like, I want to lose fat. All right. Okay. Well, what does that why? look like? You know exactly. Yeah. The, the the question underneath it is why. It was like I say, what's your goal? Why? What's your goal? And then I see what their why is. When oh, to just get healthy. When, yeah, but what does healthy mean to you? Why was like, do you want to make sure that you're not obese or have any health conditions? You want to live longer to like look after your kids and watch your kids <laughs> grow up and they start getting really, really. You know, it gets deep, but you get deep yeah. in there. See why? Then you can always anchor to that and then refer back to it. As soon as they start slipping up, then you can use these things. Like again, I just said about the holiday there. If they start slipping up, they can say, "Oh, you don't want to be walking down on the beach with a bit of a, a belly on your day, something like that." You know, within reason, depending on who you're speaking to. Yeah. But just you know, it sounds like cunt-ish to say, but you need to you need to use use it. Let you yeah. use it. So That's it. It's, 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 it's 
figuring out who's in front of you and like what they respond well to. Because like if you speak to like a I suppose a bodybuilding prep client and you're like, why are you doing this? They're like, I just want to get stage lean, mate. Just want to be trained. Yeah, he said, he said, why are you doing this? It's what I do. I was like, oh, fair, but it's yeah. their lifestyle at but, the end of the day. I mean, if you, if you really go into that, there will be a why, though. There will be yeah. something a way deep inside. There's, there's a reason that we're doing this shit, but like, I know I'm not that type of person. See, like goal setting and stuff like that, I, I fucking, that doesn't interest me. I know what direction I'm heading and and I'll just go for that. And that's, I'm quite happy at that, but like, um, a lot of clients do like it so i just try and figure out who's who like do you really want to sit down and map out your goals and you know set short-term long-term goals or some clients it's just like yeah kind of want to get bigger mate it's like that's it (laughs) to be fair i still like mapping these things out especially that buying phase i say that when you get a client in that first four weeks you want to make sure that they're seeing some sort of result quick and you can find out if they're not seeing that result quick then you can find out they're a fucking shit client or not. So you need to... You've got to come stop oh, calling them shit clients. Yeah, well, no, I'm being, I'm being honest, because they are. If they're not, like, get, if you're putting the work in and they're not getting to where they want to be, and you're doing everything within your power to, like, help them get to there, say you need to change a plan each week or each day or something like that to help it, to make it easier for them to get to that result, and they're still not sticking to it, then that's on them. But I think that's always need, a fear as a coach, though, eh? Because you're always, like, when you do get clients that maybe don't play ball sort of thing um you're always a bit like well is it me is there something i've done could i have done better there and that's where i always feel and like there's like you know you've got to try and figure out where okay they've just not done anything i've asked or could i have done something better because you've always got to kind of reflect back and look at you and be like is is there places where I can be better. Um, but, you know, we, we end up doing that and we're just like, nah, we're fucking great, you know. <laughs> it couldn't be any better. I do, I do chase them up, though. If there's anything going wrong, say I've not heard from him in a while, then I'm going to message him or I can see, like, something's off. I think you do the same thing as me because I've got a whiteboard right there in front of me. I can see everyone's names. Yeah, and same. it just reminds you. It's like you're looking at it and you're like, oh, I wonder how he's getting on. I wonder how she's getting on. And then you'll send a text or whatever. And sometimes those messages in between the check-ins, you're like, holy shit, Thank fuck I messaged you um, you know it's just some things come up sometimes you're like fuck yeah, I'm glad we didn't wait till the check in for that but um, yeah no it's, it's like you've as long as you're doing everything within your power I suppose that is um, the, the beauty of it um, you know remember we had him on and he talked about he'll just like phone his clients out of the blue and things like that and um, that's something I've done a couple of times as well it's just like you know if I know them well enough um, I don't want to do it at the start I'd probably scare them off a little bit but like if I know them well enough I'll just be like what's crack what's happening like one of my clients actually ignored me for about a week straight after um like around just before christmas sort of thing um and he'd he'd fallen off a little bit before that i I phoned him like five times i'm like mate you're not getting away from me i'm like answer the phone let me know what the crack is if you fucked up you fucked up we'll we'll manage it from here um so yeah it's it's, you know you've just got to you know i suppose think about who's in front of you and how they're going to respond to it don't you yeah, exactly. It does depend like what they're going through. So if they're going through a hard time, but they need to be a bit open. They can literally just messages and say, look, I'm having a tough time at the moment. There's something other than maybe because say, there's anything we can do, then maybe not. And then obviously maybe it gets better in time to see. But like you said, it just depends on who's in front of you and how you approach it. But yeah, every podcast we do, it depends on this. It depends on that. But um, it goes, it's a situation dependent thing, but... So you go yeah, back it, to um, the, the goal setting thing. I, I've been listening to a client that actually sent me a podcast. It was um, Andrew Huberman and David Gordon. No, Have you listened to it? Yeah, no, I listened to Andrew Huberman, Huberman a bit. He's, he's decent. 
Yeah, well, there's this one with David Goggins, and obviously everyone's kind of seen him, you know, doing his motivational stuff and shouting and swearing and that. And I'm listening to this guy's podcast, and I just can't fucking take to him at all. Like David Goggins, he's like, uh, oh, you know, I had ADHD. It's really, really hard for me to learn, and you know, everything in my life is a struggle. And it's like, mate, you're a multi-millionaire. Like, come on to fuck. Like, and the the problem I find with that, like, what I don't like about it is the fact that he makes everything out to be a struggle in it like if it doesn't need to be fucking hard don't make it don't make it any harder to why, why make it fucking miserable but he seems to like thrive on the miserableness of it but um i mean i i, I like the motivational stuff and i like kind of how he how he comes across sometimes but i was listening to that i was like mate you're a fucking wanker like <laughs> this sounds fucking terrible you're not selling this to anyone and like if you live a comfortable life you know, you've got a fucking roof over your head, you've got heat and shit like that. Why would you want to live an uncomfortable life? Within reason. Like, obviously, you want to teach yourself discipline and things like that, but within reason. But, um, yeah, it's, it's fucking... I, I can't take Tim at all. Like, he really triggered me. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I've never really looked into him as much, but I know, uh, I know who he is, but... Yeah, it's not, uh, it's not what, really what about big. these ice baths as well? Like, I, I've been getting, oh, I got, I got 69 messages yeah. yesterday for mentioning it on my stories. <laughs> 69 messages. Yeah. <laughs> <Fucking> hell. <laughs> Christ. Yeah, no. It's a it's a trend. It's a fucking trend. I'm not a big fan of him. Just if you're wanting to gain muscle, then the last thing you want to do is have an ice bath. This is what they all look like. They're just Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then imagine coming out of it, you're like, fucking hell. I can't see my fucking cock. It's <laughs> <laughs> Back inside you. That's me, that's me before the ice bath, man. I like that before it, and then after it's even worse. <laughs> but um, yeah, the, like it is a trend. It definitely is. But like a lot of people I speak to about it, they do. They they rave about it. They they say that they feel unbelievable after it, and they feel great after it. And like you know, I I, I like to put out controversial things. Just for, you know, I'm just fucking reeling them in, really. But um, you know, if 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 you enjoy it, then fucking go for it. Like if you like it, then go for it. But um, you don't need to film yourself putting on Instagram though. No, I know. Come on, mate. You're just trying to get with a trend. That's all it is. Everyone else on social media is doing it, so I need to fucking join in and show everyone that I am doing it. But yeah, um, it's it, it's hard to comment because I've not done it. Like so, I'm I'm not I'm not sitting here saying oh I've done it and it's shit. I don't think. Well, it, I don't think it's shit. If you if you feel benefits from it, then great. Then keep doing it. I've looked into the research of it. There is health <laughs> benefits from it, but if your goal and then most people who work with their goals to gain muscle, um, I wouldn't advise it, just because it stunts like muscle protein synthesis, and you want you want vasodilation. So having a, like a warm bath, that's fine, and that's that's good for recovery. So or up my street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just have a warm, relaxing, nice bath. It's going to reduce your stress. Um, yeah, but again, you, you think it would make an appreciable difference on gaining muscle? Like, do you think it's really going to affect it that much? It can hinder recovery. Well, it can hinder in terms of, like, growth. It can do that. Recovery-wise, It's, but I don't think it's going to do too much recovery, but in terms of actually muscle growth, it can hinder that. Hmm. I, again, I've never tried it, so... I, I don't know what to say. I feel like it's something I should try now because I have shit talked it a little bit and just just for a laugh if nothing else. But I, I fucking just I don't like being cold. Don't. Yeah, exactly. That's I know. So two two reasons. I want to get big and I don't like being cold and I want to be nice and comfortable. So fuck. what about um what about people that go from the ice bath straight to the sauna? Or I don't know if it's that or the other way around, but that sounds yeah, like when... asking for a heart attack. 
Yeah, they go. Uh, so they had like a cold shower at one of the gyms we used to work. So they had that, and then you went straight into that, into that. And I went to um, what was it? Total Fitness as well. So they had a plunge pool, which was like fucking. It weren't yeah. even that big. It was freezing water, and then the sauna and the um, the steam room. They was right right next to it. So you come out of there, and then you jump into that, and then get out and go into there again. Oh, it's fucking mad! But um, I go back to the cold water, like things with people setting them like don't get me wrong I, I like the fact that it probably builds a lot of resilience like the fact that you are freezing cold and you want to get out and it's like you know it's discipline at the end of the day but um yeah i prefer to build discipline in different ways <laughs> yeah it, that is fucking crazy literally just just hold a piss in you want to go to the toilet but you can't hold it in that's enough discipline, <laughs> discipline. <laughs> you've got wet pants and he's like you're gonna you're gonna feel really fucking uncomfortable and it's gonna hurt after a while so you you want to be uncomfortable do a fucking bodybuilding prep that's fucking uncomfortable isn't it that's it the, the last month of bodybuilding prep is fucking disgusting that's yeah. constant like every single waking moment of it actually is a sleep pattern as well. So it's every oh, fucking awesome. moment of your life for a month straight. It, it's not that it's not, there's going to be complete misery by any means, but you're going to feel it. You're going to know you're on a prep. Like it if you've hurts right to time. move. <laughs> it, you're, like it's like walking upstairs and your head, legs feel heavy. Like that's, uh, that's <laughs> not fun. He <laughs> has to do anything. So he was like, I gotta go in the kitchen and fucking do something. I'm like, I can't be standing up. I'd rather just sit here. It's, <laughs> but uh, but it's also, hard. I feel like my mind's most disciplined at those times. So like, yeah. when I'm routined and I've been on a prep or whatever, by that point, like you know, I can fucking I'm I'm at my most productive. I'm my most disciplined. So like, in a sense, that makes it easier almost. But yeah, it's like it's 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 like for me, that's what taught me discipline was doing my first bodybuilding prep and um being stuck on like a clean eating diet sort of thing like i think that taught real discipline to eat the same thing every single day for 20 weeks straight as a 19 year old i was like that yeah that kind of that kind of taught me quick Definitely. i i actually can't wait to fucking start prep again you know it sounds bad but i do really fucking enjoy it it's not not this year anyway so that's that's I'm, I'm funny because i've like kind of like fell out of love with it a little bit and i do this like I, I do it for like years at a time and then like obviously i'm I'm spending time building muscle anyway which is great it's beneficial um and there'll probably come the point where i do end up wanting to fucking do it again but then then i'll end up hating it again for a wee while but like that is when you like look in the mirror and you're like fuck i wonder what i look like shredded yeah, exactly. I, I wish it was shredded, but I'm gonna feel like shit. <laughs> it's like I'm just gonna spend the next twenty weeks to figure out the answer to that one question. What would I look yeah. like shredded? <laughs> exactly, yeah, fucking hell. But yeah, it's um, you've had you had no like thoughts when you're like that's gonna compete. No, no, I've I've not got the fucking time for that at all. <laughs> I'm doing good to be on this podcast this week. <laughs> it's, it's fucking tight, especially when you open the gym. You're doing the challenge thing and then coach yeah. PT but fucking there's always some it's been a lot at once like oh my but like the gym's quite easy like there's people in there now it's running itself um I just I like to be there I think it's like you know it's 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 good to have a face to the gym I, I never really wanted it to be this faceless gym where you could just go in and let yourself in but employing someone's probably going to be a pain in the cunt so I'm I'm avoiding that for now um so I've just got my wee keypad entry hang so when I'm not there the door's locked the, the members got a keypad hang. Um, they can let themselves in and do whatever they want within reason. Yeah, no, that's cool. <laughs> as long as they're not like, I don't know, fucking shit up. 
<laughs> just looking at the cameras like someone's like dying under a barbell i'm like oh well <laughs> i know uh, i'm insured for that i'm fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but um, i can do that like i seem to have a good group of members as well which is good you know there's clients there's former clients and then the people that maybe i didn't know before they all seem to be great and they all seem to be like very courteous and that as well so yeah it's all it's all started really really well so i'm, I'm buzzing with it but it's one of those things like there's not been a gym in the town um but not a proper gym anyway so i think people are just happy to have somewhere to train and not have to travel a 40 minute round trip to go to other gyms that's sick no it was good smashed it and, and the fucking the how busy some of the gyms obviously are this month as well which again that'll probably start tailing off my my place obviously we've, we've only got like 63 members right now we we started 50 that was the plan get 50 fill it up at 50 but it was actually still almost a bit too quiet at 50 so we've pushed it up now and we'll see where we're going to bring that to but um it's always going to be limited so that it's not too many people at once but one of my clients was in the gym group in perth um on monday night 93 people in there and that's it's not a massive gym like <laughs> at one time shit that's fucking chaos yeah but um like to like metcon how, how many people would you get in there at once like what jinx are kind of oh not even that many you know Quite a big spot though, Metcon. That's a, like it's a good area, I would say. Eight thousand square foot. It's got like fucking hell. Probably in the evening, like twenty thirty, maybe. Yeah. Like well, that's in between like five and seven, but then it <laughs> tapers down to like five ten from in between like eight and nine. So it's quite quiet. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Not, it's not like busy, busy. So there's never more than fucking twenty. I'd say literally in the gym area, about twenty people max. It's, it's good that there's maybe there's probably more than you realise, but like it's good that as well though, because it's like you you don't want it to be overran. You don't want it to be like stupid and like people fucking banning around and like according to this client in that gym in Perth, there's like two of most machines. So there's two leg extensions, right? But if I'm training with you, apparently they're on both machines. They're taking both leg extensions. So it's like, what's the fucking point? <laughs> what? That's mad. Yeah, yeah. But um, nah, um, it's it's one of those things like you've got to, you've got to strike the balance because as much as it'd be great to have, you know, thousands of members or whatever, you want people to be happy within the gym. You want, you know, a, yeah. a good environment where they can actually train and get them stuff and not have to fight over stuff. So yeah, we, we've we've certainly got that for now. Like, and I don't think we'll ever get to the point where it's like overran with people. But um, if the opportunity came up to have a bigger spot, then that would change things. Yeah. No, that's Take cool. There's, a, there's that King's Gym in Berry, which is really good. Again, it doesn't really get too rammed because we're in there like Friday. I know it's Friday, but six o'clock and I thought it's going to be quite busy. Weren't too bad. Could get anything. And again, they've got so many pieces of kit in there. It looks quite big as well, though, eh? Yeah, it's, it is quite big. It's um, He's getting even more kit in there. So it's it's a really, really good gym that really enjoy yeah. training. It's, yeah, uh, it's I'll need to try it out sometime when I'm down there as well, actually. Just because uh, obviously we always train at Metcon when I come down, but and, and Metcon's great to be honest. Metcon, but my gym's like a mashup between Inspiration from the Body Academy and Metcon. Like it's just like those two <laughs> are my, my my kind of bigger inspirations of the of, of uh for the kind of way I wanted it to be. So yeah, I think I think we're getting somewhere with that. And there's another wee gym as well in um Bowness, um what's it called rep gym um there's a guy from that physique collective that's got it and um cool. it's like it's tiny it's like probably half the size of my gym so it was good inspiration in the sense of like how much kit you can fit in one area um because he he's done really well with that in terms of the space he's got he's got a lot of stuff in there. there's a lot of like nautilus nitro stuff as well and they've got like that cybex chest press that you guys have got the plate loaded one as well so some really nice kit but um i, I text you about what happened on friday didn't i 
oh, about that leg curl where that he like he leg bought curl, it like... and he sold it. Some guy was selling this leg curl and he um he had it up. It was a Cybex. Is it Cybex Classic? That I think wasn't it. Um, He's the VR two. I think, or VR1, VR1, VR2. Yeah, it's one, it's one of those anyway. Um, But anyway, like, they've selling it for 250 quid. It's dirt cheap. And I've got this, like, piece of shit hamstring curl that I just got just to do for the time being. And uh, I thought I was going to replace it. And I arranged to meet the guy on Sunday. Like, he sent me his address, his number, and that. I said, I'll be down there at 10 a.m. And uh, he texted me on Friday night. He's like, sorry, mate, it's gone. I don't even think he apologised. I think he just said it's gone. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, if you needed rid of it quick, you should have told me, and I could have tried Did to sort message you back? Yeah, they never messaged back. Talk shit back. What the fuck? Should have showed up at his house. You got your address. <laughs> it's, it's like two hours away. It's down on the border. So it's like, uh, yeah. but I um, might just put it out here on the podcast if anyone wants to go smash up his place. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. What's the address again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not condoning that. Not condoning that. But yeah, Arcus, you, you'll know yourself. You've helped. Like you and Danny have obviously sourced a lot of kit before. So like you'll you'll know what it's like dealing with people like that. So you've just got to you've got to keep your eye on Facebook Marketplace because there is some fucking bargains. Well, there's um, I'll just say this now. There is an Atlantis row which the uh, they've got the same one on FLF and it's very good. It's like one thousand five hundred on Facebook Marketplace. And it is a very good piece of kit. It's a uh, plate loaded unilateral um Where chest it? support. It's, it's very, very good. Like, um it's near London, that's the only thing. Well, but I got it's... a few pieces I kept from London to be fair. I got um, oh getting palleted up, yeah. That's uh... yeah. Well, I actually had someone pick it up and um fuck knows how it paid him to do it, but he'd he done it anyway, so um so that was quite handy. But yeah, um my only problem is space. So I was I sent you that pendulum I was thinking about getting and then the, the chest press as well. I was kind of looking at that. I think I could fit them in. And then I might actually be limited in space already. It might just be a case of one in, one out sort of thing from that, that point. But yeah, that'd be pretty cool to be fair, the Atlantis row. But it's a good piece because again they've got it. They don't make it anymore, Atlantis. So they stopped making that actual machine, and they've still got it. FLF, and it's a very, very good piece. It's, it, it's getting that stuff imported as well. Obviously, it will cost a fortune, um, because yeah. it's all obviously made in the US. But I really like the pendulum. If I could get an Atlantis pendulum, I'd be laughing. Oh yeah, that's that's my favorite pendulum, especially the brand new one. They've got the brand new one in FLF, and that's uh that's good. It's better than the um what you call it, the Predator one. So the Predator yeah. one feels a bit flimsy, but that Atlantis Pendulum, the new one, fucking hell, it's next level. It just feels so sturdy and smooth. Yeah, you pay for that, though, to be fair. Exactly, yeah. It's, uh, it's a very, very good machine, that. Yeah, it's one of those things I think I need to remember as well. It's like I opened last week, and I'm already thinking about all this shit, and it's like, you know, I, I think I'm actually fortunate to open with what I opened with, never mind fucking getting all these fancy pieces. But, like, in my head, like, so the, the gym's its own company and all, all the money from the memberships and that goes into the gym's bank account. And in my head, it's like, that is, none of that is my money. That is the gym's money yeah. to then get more stuff with. It's just, like, you know, some people would be drawing a wage out of it and be like, fucking, yes, I've got this extra money every month. I'm just like, how can I get more kit? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's brilliant, though. It's like being a kid in a sweet shop. That's class. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know if we got any conclusions there with our um people who started dieting sort of Yeah, so in summary, don't be a melt if you are um thinking of dieting. Just stick it out and you got the process. Well, that that says a lot. Yeah, it's the process. <laughs> yeah. I'm joking when I said that, but no, literally you want to um, what's the why? Why you actually diet in the first place? Are you in a good spot to? And what do you want to achieve? Like, what's the end result? Like, by when? Yeah, I would say adjust your expectations. Don't expect results. 
too quickly, um, especially if you're new to this. There's going to be a lot of like ups and downs in terms of learning. And with progress, don't expect it to be linear. Don't expect the scales to move straight away. You know, take multiple ways of checking your progress and, you know, give it time to work. At least give it 12 weeks. If, you, if you're doing any less than 12 weeks and you're not doing that under the guidance of a coach who knows what they're doing, you're probably not going to see much results. Even sometimes with a coach, you're not going to see much results. I, I, I say to most clients that they're not going to see results until the 12-week stage. Obviously, I'm running that Elevate, which is an eight-week program. That is a fast fat loss program. So I I went in harsh on these people. Um so yeah, that's that so if you're really harsh, you know, you will see results in eight weeks. You can probably see results in six weeks sometimes if you go in harsh. But again, it depends on your starting point. So there's a lot to it. But like what I would say is expect it to take longer and do the work now and almost expect no return. Just be willing to do the work with no return and then you won't be disappointed. That's it. Exactly. We'll wrap it up at that because that was a nice spot to wrap it up at.